Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey. That's uh, that's Emilio, and we're uh, joining you uh, on this episode to uh, get back to another one of our college all-time teams, where we look at the uh, players who have uh, played in the NBA and ABA who attended specific colleges and universities. And on this episode, as you uh, can probably tell from uh, the title of the episode, we're talking about Louisville. Yes, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's some pretty good players from this school. I mean, 61 players, so yeah, I mean, let's get into it. Absolutely. Let's do it. So, uh, you know, our, our uh, style on these episodes, we uh, we come up with a uh, starting lineup. We go position by position through it. And what we talk about uh, uh, who would make it on the all-time squad for uh, for Louisville. So we're talking about center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. Let's uh, jump right into it, Mills. we got a lot of players to get to. Who'd you have at center? Yeah, I mean... I have Wes Unseld. I probably put a shit Clifford Rozier, but I decided to go this way. And um, There'll be time enough to get into Cliff Rozier. Right now, let's talk about Wes Unseld. Yeah, well, this guy is a Hall of Famer, five-time All-Star, rebound champion, NBA champion, All-NBA, All-Rookie Team, Finals MVP, MVP, Rookie of the Year, the YDU, the Oak Tree, 16.2 points per game score, and um, yeah, good player. Yeah, really, uh, I mean, good player might be underselling it a little bit. Uh, taken with the uh, number two overall pick in the uh, 1968 draft uh, by the uh, Baltimore Bullets team we've, uh, you know, covered in, in some depth and played his entire career with that uh, Baltimore slash Washington uh, franchise, uh, making the move to uh, the Washington Bullets in the 74-75 uh, season. But uh, really a fantastic uh, career, uh, 6'7", 245, so a, a really physical presence, a guy who played center, uh, listed as having played center for uh, the vast majority of his career, really all of his career uh, that we have records about. And uh, despite being kind of undersized at uh, 6'7", a guy who was like really muscular and really strong. So, uh, you know, dominating physical presence despite not being huge and uh, height-wise. Yeah. I uh, got to mention some of his uh, classic uh, nicknames there. Uh, uh, the Wide U and uh, the Oak Tree. Yeah, so interesting nicknames. I mean, the wide view, I mean, pretty strong. So, I mean, it makes sense with the oak tree. I mean, I guess oak trees are kind of wide. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, you know, you, t- you talked about some of his accolades uh, off the top. But, I mean, you got to mention uh, this guy, a uh, member of the uh, 50th anniversary all-time team. Uh, his number 41 retired by the uh, Wizards, or by the Wizards slash Bullets franchise. Obviously, when he played for them, they were the Bullets. Uh, his number 31 retired by, uh, by Louisville as well. And uh, really considered one of the best uh, defensive players of uh, of his era, and I mean, yeah, this guy won uh, won MVP. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty impressive stuff out of uh, Wes Unseld. And that was in his rookie season that he won MVP. Yeah, I mean, one of the, uh, only one of two players who uh, who have won MVP in their uh, in in their rookie season. Uh, he and, and Will Chamberlain, uh, the only guys to have won Rookie of the Year and uh, an MVP in the same year. Quite a, an impressive feat. I mean, this is coming out of Louisville, of course, and. Uh, you know, you look at his statistical profile, I mean, this guy, you know, I think it's the rebounds that stand out most of all, I mean, in terms of what you see there. 18.2 rebounds, 13.8 points. Um, yeah, it's pretty nice. And across his career, I mean, uh, 14 rebounds per game uh, across uh, 984 regular season games. So but also, I mean, double-digit points per game. 
Absolutely. So a fantastic career from uh, Wes Unseld and a guy who went on to a career in the uh, as a coach with the, with the same franchise and as an executive as well. Didn't have a ton of success in either of those roles, but uh, certainly a Hall of Famer for his uh, work on the court. No doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, so I had him at center, of course, as well. Uh, Mills, who'd you have at uh, power forward on this squad? I had, wait, who did I have? I had Jack Coleman. Jack Coleman. Now, this is one of our old favorites. Uh, we talked about Jack Coleman uh, not too long ago. Uh, yeah, they were talking about old rancher. Yeah, Jack Lillard Coleman. I don't know why I put him on my team. I, maybe maybe I should have put somebody else, but hey, I mean, Jack Coleman. I mean, this guy's old rancher. <laughs> well, he is known as, as old rancher. Uh, maybe you were attracted to his uh, two uh, NBA titles. This guy's got a couple of rings. Uh, one-time All-Star, I mean, you know, put up uh, some solid seasons. I mean, so, you know, several years in which he averaged a double-double in uh, points and rebounds. And I uh, got 633 regular season games in, in his career with the uh, Rochester Royals and the uh, St. Louis Hawks. Yeah, I mean, pretty good. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just put him on my team. And he only, I mean, kind of good size for a power forward, 6'7", 195. Absolutely, and you got to mention that his uh, granddaughter, Jacqueline Coleman, is the uh, lieutenant governor of Kentucky. Good for him. So, uh, pretty impressive work. He's not even uh, alive anymore, though. <laughs> so, Jack Coleman, sadly, uh, having passed away back in uh, 1997 at uh, age 73. <laughs> yes, yeah, so as you're uh, you're quietly uh, kind of whispering off on the side, uh, yeah, famously involved in a uh, in a play involving Bill Russell, where uh, Bill Russell swatted him in the. Uh, a 1957 NBA Finals. And the announcer, Johnny Moss. Johnny Moss, yes. Screamed, blocked by Russell, blocked by Russell, he came from nowhere. Right, so if you want to hear that story again and probably some more stuff about uh, Jack Coleman, you can go back and check out our uh, May 23rd birthday episode uh, to get some of that. So uh, let's move on to, uh, to my choice at the four. I went in a different direction. I went with a current player, maybe slightly out of position here, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went with Montrez Harrell. I'm a guy who's uh, who's in, in the league right now, playing for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think about Montrez Harrell? I mean, you know, this I, I might not done done enough research, but I think I looked at points too much. I mean, this guy—he's definitely good, very physical, and um, sixth man of the year last year. I mean, I was actually you don't really think of him with the Rockets, but he did play with the Rockets for the first two years of his career. Yeah, did uh, did uh, play with the Rockets uh, early on. I mean, really had to earn his way in the league. I mean, uh, it was a second-round pick, uh, 32nd overall in that 2015 NBA draft. And uh, this guy was coming off a uh, national championship at, uh, at Louisville. I mean, I don't know how uh, how present in your mind that was, but this is a college where, you know, a bunch of these guys won, uh, won titles in, in college who we're going to be talking about here. And uh, despite, you know, not being drafted extremely high, really uh, earned his uh, way in the league, uh, kind of undersized as a center. And a guy who plays a little bit of power forward as well. I have him at the four here. Uh, 6'7", 240, so kind of similar size to uh, Wes Unseld, although I think he's like, kind of less thick than uh, Wes Unseld was. Wes Unseld with, absolutely. Wes Unseld with, like, especially broad shoulders. But uh, Montrezl Harrell, definitely a physical guy, guy who's, uh, you know, can definitely stand in there at, uh, at center despite being 6'7". And uh, really just a, an incredibly efficient scorer. I mean, I know we were talking about this a little bit in advance of recording in the last few days. His uh, field goal percentage, you know, it's one of the best of all time. I mean, you know, fourth all time in field goal percentage at sixty-one point six percent. Behind um, Rudy Gobert, 
Uh, who are the other ones? I believe Clint Capella is in there. Yes. And DeAndre Jordan has the all-time best field goal percentage. And, I mean, those are some – I mean, those people have some pretty high efficiency, so to be up on that list is pretty good. Absolutely, and he's definitely the kind of player who, uh, you know, some of the advanced stats really favor in terms of the things that he's good at and the things that he's efficient at. But I uh, look at his uh, PER for his career. I mean, he's at 22.5 PER for his career. That's across uh, 387 regular season games. I think he leaves something to be desired on the defensive end, but uh, really – can't deny uh, what he's done offensively in terms of his efficiency. And, uh, you know, he's just 27 right now. So, uh, you know, who's to say how long a player like him is going to last at a high level in the league. But so far, so good. He's been a lot better than I would have expected. That's for sure. And it's prime right now. Absolutely. And I think he's going to be a free agent uh, this year again, uh, having signed just a one-year deal with the Lakers. So we'll see uh, what the future holds for uh, Montrez Harrell. All right. Let's keep it moving, though. Uh, who'd you have at the three? Best player of all time. Michael uh, Rodney McRae. Rodney McRae, yes. Let's uh, l- l- let's get into talking about Rodney McRae. He's one of the guys who has played the most minutes all time among uh, Louisville players. Yeah, this guy, I mean, you just can't. I mean, he's just too good. I mean, his brother is Scooter McRae. I mean, nobody can really top that. Well, Scooter McRae, another guy who uh, played in the NBA who uh, attended Louisville, uh, but, yeah, Rodney McRae, I mean, look, look, he's a guy who came into uh, the league with some significant draft pedigree. I mean, came out of uh, Louisville and was taken with the uh, third overall pick. I mean, this guy's like Jordan in some respects. Uh, in the 1983 NBA draft, of course, actually won a uh, won a title in 93 uh, alongside Jordan. I mean, like, you know, the, the similarities are uh, really, really something uh, when it comes to Rodney McRae. But they actually, uh, you know, they, they don't extend that far. Uh, Rodney McRae, a guy who um, – I mean, I remember his career uh, to some degree. I mean, he was uh, obviously uh, came into the league in 83, so a, a bit before my time. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, was a pretty solid starter for uh, for quite some time, really, before uh, I was aware of him starting uh, 629 of his 768 regular season games in the league across his years with the Rockets, the Kings, the Mavericks, and finally that last season, championship season with the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, he was okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, two-time all-defensive, so good defensive player. And, um, yeah, could put up some scoring numbers, too. I mean, 16.6 points per game in his highest, 11.7 for his career, and played 768 regular season games. Yeah, I mean, two-time all-defense, one-time, uh, you know, uh, first-team all-defense. So, I mean, the guy clearly uh, had a defensive rep and uh, could get it done on that end of the court. And, uh, you know, reasonably efficient shooter. I mean, over 50% from the floor for his career. Uh, you know, didn't really get into a three-ball game. That wasn't really what he was out there for. But a uh, guy who, who was able to uh, contribute for, uh, for for quite some time across uh, 10 seasons and really uh, racked up a lot of minutes for some of those years. I mean, led the league in minutes played uh, per game during that 89-90 season with the Kings and uh, had a number of other seasons where he played uh, every game during the season and uh, really racked up minutes into the high 30s. So a guy who uh, got, got some significant run out there. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, played 10 years. Exactly. Uh, so he was my choice as well at the uh, at, at the three. Who did you have at the two? I mean, I had – who did I have? Um, I had Daryl Griffith. Daryl Griffith. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about Daryl Griffith. This is a guy who had a really significant career at Louisville. Yeah, Dr. Duncan Stein and Griff. I mean, great nicknames. And this guy, in his first – what is that? Five seasons, he was – 
great. I mean, this guy was good. He, he won rookie of the <laughs> was year. Was he great or was he good? <laughs> uh, he was great. Um, I mean, over, I mean, 22.6, or in his first season, 20.6 points per game. Second season, 19.8 points per game. Third season, 22.2 points per game. Fourth season, 20 points per game. Fifth season, 22.6 points per game. And then got injured. So, but he was playing a ton, and he was really good in those first couple of seasons. So, but then, I mean, he got injured and dropped off a little bit. And only played another five years. But those first five years were pretty nice. Absolutely. Uh, Daryl Griffith uh, with, with a terrific career uh, at Louisville as well. I mean, he's a classic uh, Louisville guy. I mean, this guy was born in Louisville, went to college in Louisville, high school in Louisville. I mean, you know, <laughs> very much a uh, Louisville man. Uh, came into the league, won that 80-81 uh, that uh, Rookie of the Year, and of course maybe all-rookie team of the year. But his career at Louisville really worth uh, worth harping on a, a little bit as well. Uh, led the led Louisville to their first uh, championship back in the uh, 1980 season. Uh, was considered one of the best uh, players in uh, in the country that year in college. Uh, was Mr. Basketball uh, USA and won the uh, won the John Wooden Award for Player of the Year in addition to uh, Final Four Most Outstanding Player back in the 1980 season. So really, a uh, guy who did it all at the college level. I mean, really reached the pinnacle and uh, made his way to the league and uh, played his entire career with uh, with one team with that uh, the Utah Jazz having been taken with the uh, number two pick in that uh, 1980 NBA draft coming off that phenomenal college career and was known, I mean, as you mentioned, as uh, Dr. Duncanstein, guy who could really get up, lived above the rim uh, for a while early in his career. But, oh, uh, my. I mean, was he like, <laughs> did he like levitate his house? He was up there for sure. Uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, missed the entire 1985-86 uh, season. Uh, his age 27 season had a stress fracture in his foot is uh, said to have, uh, you know, acknowledged like, you know, maybe some of those those dunks from earlier in his career, you know, coming back to haunt him with some lower leg injuries uh, as his career went on. But even after that, I mean, was able to uh, be a reasonable scorer uh, coming off the bench, uh, averaging as many as 15 points per game in that uh, age 28 season coming back off the injury. So a really good career overall for uh, for Daryl Griffith and a guy who, uh, you know, has his college number retired, uh, number 35 by the uh, Louisville Cardinals, and also his number 35 retired by the Utah Jazz. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, you know, he did uh, did manage 765 regular season games with the Jazz uh, over the course of 10 years. So a guy who really uh, really put in some time there in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I went a different direction. I'm sure you have uh, the guy I have next at, uh, at, at the point. I went with uh, at the two, Donovan Mitchell. Yes, I did have him on the, on the point. And, I mean, this guy, I mean – was definitely, I mean, was a good player. I mean, not great anymore, but I mean. All right, all right. Let, let, let's get real about Donovan Mitchell. This guy is, uh, I mean, as we record this right now, getting ready to play a game five tonight. Uh, series tied two to two. Uh, Jazz Clippers. Uh, let's talk about this guy. He's, I mean, he's one of the stars of the playoffs for a second consecutive season. Yeah, I mean, this guy, Spider, Spider, and I mean, Two-time All-Star, All-Rookie, and, I mean, he's only played four seasons. Average over 20 points a game all of those seasons, and, I mean, in the playoffs. 23.4 points per game in the regular season. 22.8 points per game in the playoffs, including these last two years, averaging over 30 points per game in the playoffs, and has played in the playoffs all of his NBA season. So, I mean, this guy's great. And in his um, Wikipedia picture, he is um, playing against the Blazers. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, that, that's that's a great note. Donovan Mitchell, one of the uh, one of the you know 
major stars uh, coming up in the league right now. And, and certainly, uh, you know, it shows every time he, uh, you know, is on the big stage here in the playoffs, uh, working through some injuries right now, but still uh, just capable of performing at an incredibly high level. Uh, really getting his three ball working in, in these playoffs up to 43%. But uh, yeah, I mean, what can you say about Donovan Mitchell? I mean, uh, you know, six foot one, two fifteen, but man, is this guy explosive. I mean, you would never think that he has any, anything to worry about in terms of his height or anything like that, despite being a, you know, relatively short guy for, uh, you know, someone who plays the two as much as he does. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's just so athletic, so explosive, so strong that uh, those, those limitations never really seem to come into, uh, into play. Guy with an interesting backstory. I uh, had a dad who was involved in uh, player relations for the uh, Mets growing up. I grew up in the uh, New York City area, I think in Westchester, and uh, you know spent a lot of time during his childhood in the Mets uh, locker room, you know, interacting with players and stuff like that. And uh, interestingly, I saw this on his uh, Wikipedia page and uh, doing research for this. I'm sure this is widely known in, in some circles. Was actually there on hand for uh, LeBron James's decision when he announced he was going to the to the Heat. They apparently filmed that. At, I'm sure I remember this from from back in the day at a uh, boys and girls club in Greenwich, Connecticut. And uh, Don, young Donovan Mitchell was uh, in attendance uh, as as that occurred. Uh, interesting note. To, I mean, just to think that you know he would go so on to be how this old player. Uh, good question. That was uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember what year that was. 2010, I, I suppose. So he was probably 14 then. Uh, in attendance, so that's a, that's a funny sidebar. Maybe I'd be able to see him in the clip. Yeah, I wonder. I, mean, I was thinking about going back and uh, checking that out uh, before um, uh, before the record today. But yeah, it might be worth checking out in the future. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, just uh, you know, a star in the league. I mean, two time All Star right now. But um, you know, he's he's on uh, on whatever tra- I mean, whatever kind of uh, track you could be on after uh, four years in your career. I mean, he's he's uh, on his way. Uh, certainly a, a dominating presence. I mean, a guy who scored as many as 57 points in a playoff game already in his career. I was watching that live, I think. Yeah, I mean, when he gets it going, I mean, there, there are a few who can uh, who can do it like Donovan Mitchell. Uh, such a confident player and, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, is, is signed to this massive extension by the Jazz. And, uh, you know, that's looking pretty darn good for uh, for the Jazz. It's like that, um, that 2017 draft class, I mean, Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, what a duo! Yeah, absolutely. And that that pick for the Jazz. I mean, needless to say, uh, I mean, looking pretty darn good. I mean, what they even by the Jazz? No, number thirteen pick, actually, right? But by, by the Nuggets. And I uh, look at some of the players who are taken ahead of Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Luke Kennard taking one pick ahead of him for my uh, by my Pistons. Obviously, that's uh, the bitter pill to swallow. But I mean, you know, a lot of teams made uh, made similar mistakes along the way in uh, passing on Donovan Mitchell, who I mean, really established himself at, at summer league. I you're, mean, that he was going to be a star. I mean, the Pistons could have also picked Bam Adebayo, like one pick after Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> that worked out pretty poorly, uh, not having gotten in on either of those guys. Or even Odian and Obi. Yeah, that's true. Uh, worth mentioning that this guy is uh, is, is kind of like Jordan in, in some ways. I mean, he, uh, he he wears that number forty five in honor of uh, of Jordan. Really? And his sister is named Jordan. Jordan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so uh, so you had him at the uh, at the point, correct? Yeah. Okay, uh, certainly reasonable uh, choice for, uh, for for the point guard there. I went with Butch Beard. Great, great, great name. Alfred Butch Beard Jr., but Butch Beard. I mean. Yeah, 
truly one of my favorite NBA names. I, I must uh, must admit, uh, this guy was the coach of the uh, of the New Jersey Nets when I was a kid, so I was aware of him uh, back in the day. Uh, despite us having played in the uh, in the seventies, primarily having been taken with the tenth uh, overall pick in the uh, nineteen sixty nine NBA draft uh, by the Hawks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't have a, a ton to say about Butch Beard. I mean, uh, aside from remembering him as a uh, you know not all that successful head coach. With uh, with the Nets, I went on to coach at uh, at Howard and at Morgan State as well. Solid career from uh, Butch Beard. Got uh, 605 regular season games in in the league uh, with the Hawks, the uh, Cavs, the Sonics, the Warriors, and the uh, the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, solid career. I mean, got in like you said, 605 regular season games, and I mean. With that, with the Cavs, I mean, with an all-star one year, I mean, putting up 15.4 points per game, 6.7 assists, and 4.1 rebounds. I mean, that's pretty nice. Absolutely. I won an NBA title uh, in the uh, uh, 60, uh, excuse me, 74-75 season with the Warriors as well. So a notable career for Butch Beard and was my choice at uh, at point guard. All right, let's uh, let's quickly look back at, uh, at our squads here, and we can uh, take a quick break before we uh, discuss some other guys who attended Louisville. So who'd you have at center mills? I had center my son south. Uh, power forward? Power forward. Who did I have? Jack Coleman, I believe. Jack Coleman, right. Um, small forward. Uh, yeah, small forward, Rodney McCray. Um, shooting guard. Uh, Daryl Griffith? Uh, yeah. Um, and point guard down in the middle. I just don't have it written down. Yeah, it always helps to, uh, to have it written down. At, at center, I had uh, Wes Unseld. Power forward, Montres Harrell. Small forward, Rodney McRae, shooting guard, Donovan Mitchell, and point guard, Butch Beard. We'll be back in just a moment. And we're back to continue our uh, conversation about uh, players who played in the uh, NBA and ABA who attended Louisville, guys who uh, didn't make our uh, starting lineups, but are worthy of discussion. Anyway, uh, Mills, where do you want to uh, get started here? Uh, I want to get started with um, Clifford Rozier. Cliff Rozier. Okay, so let's uh, l- l- let's talk about him. What, uh, what what would you say about Cliff Rozier? That's an interesting way, to, interesting place to uh, to start here. Yeah, I just like saw this guy on your page, and I was like, this. And yeah, I thought he was related to Terry Rozier, but there's actually not so much I want to say about him. Yeah, we'll get to uh, Terry Rozier maybe next here. Uh, Cliff Rozier, a guy who uh, just had uh, uh, about a four year career in the league, uh, 173 regular season games. I remember him being taken with the uh, 16th overall pick in the uh, 94 uh, draft, uh, attended UNC as well as uh, Louisville, and unfortunately uh, passed away uh, following a heart attack back in uh, 2018 at a yeah. young age of uh, 45. So uh, re- really, uh, you know, our hearts go out to uh, Cliff Rozier's uh, friends and family. Yeah. Uh, l- l- let's uh, let's move on to uh, the similarly named uh, Terry Rozier. Uh, l- let's just get into it right now. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I mean, this guy, obviously an active player in the league, Guy who was, you know, capable of uh, of really filling it up. Yeah. One more thing about Clifford Rozier. He went on Florida Mr. Basketball. That's uh, that, that's a good point about Cliff Rozier. Let's focus on a uh, fellow 16th overall pick and fellow uh, Rozier, Terry Rozier. <laughs> yes, as you mentioned, and uh, yeah, I mean, actually, um, yeah, pretty good career. I especially stepped it up a lot these last couple of years. Um, with the Hornets, I mean, maybe that number three is just magical. 
Yeah, he's wearing number three uh, now with the uh, with the Hornets after beginning his career wearing number 12 with the uh, Celtics having been taken with the uh, 16th overall pick, as I mentioned, him in the uh, 2015 NBA draft. So he's just uh, five years into his career, uh, just coming off his age 26 season with the Hornets and uh, really a part of a pretty exciting team this year yeah. with uh, LaMelo Ball and uh, Devontae Graham in that backcourt. Yeah, I mean, uh, third time's the charm. So, I mean, he wears number three and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. And, uh, you know, where's number three? He could also uh, bomb some threes. I mean, this guy can really stroke it from out there. Yeah, maybe that's why he wore it, and or maybe third times the charm. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, shooting last season 40% from three, and this season 38% from three. I mean, checking up 8.3. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, increasing his volume considerably uh, this year. I mean, up to as many as uh, 16.4 uh, field goal attempts per game, uh, playing the most minutes of his career, up over uh, 34 minutes as well, and uh, starting each of his uh, 69 games this year. Uh, has now played uh, 404 regular season games in the league, and he's someone I gave some serious consideration to for um, my starting point guard on the squad. I think maybe I actually should have put him there. I mean, he's probably a better player. Uh, than, than Butch Beard ever was. I mean, Butch Beard made one all-star appearance, so I kind of factored that in. But I feel like uh, Terry Rozier, I don't know if he's ever going to be an all-star, but certainly is uh, capable of being, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, f uh, guy who can get on fire in uh, today's yeah. NBA who's really important to have. Yeah, I mean, I, it, very impressive. I mean, he was only – he was on the Celtics G League team, and now he's coming back to do this. And, I mean, he's, he's put up 43 points in a game. And, I mean, this guy's pretty nice now. Absolutely. Team. He, absolutely. He's worked out much better than I, I could have expected. I mean, it has as many as 10 three-pointers in a game at one point. Uh, we're talking about Scary Terry, uh, T-Row. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's uh, he's done a lot to establish himself as a, a big-time NBA player and as a kind of guy who uh, could see himself getting another contract uh, coming off this deal with the uh, with, with the Hornets. So uh, has, has certainly done well for himself in the league. Yeah. Uh, let's also talk about another guy who's currently in the league in uh, Gorgie Deng. Yeah, this guy can. I mean, he in his first season, he was 100% from three. Well, I wouldn't really say that uh, popping it is uh, necessarily his uh, his best attribute. He was Although one for one. I, I can't I can't argue with what you're saying there. Back in the 2013-2014 uh, season, as a rookie with the Timberwolves, he was one for one from three. But that hardly defines his game. I mean, come on. I mean, he is um, Trey Butcher. <laughs> Trebuchet, yeah, Senegalese <laughs> sniper. He definitely can shoot it. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, a guy who, who's a threat uh, from, you know, out in space on the court, uh, you know, over 50% from uh, from the floor for his career. And that's, uh, you know, owing to like not taking all of his shots right at the basket, almost an 80% uh, free throw shooter for his career as well. This is across uh, 553 regular season games. Guy who was taken in the, uh, in the first round, 21st overall in the uh, 2013 draft. And, uh, you know, originally from uh, from Senegal. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. I think he might be the only player from Senegal. Um, and, no, actually, 12 players from Senegal, three of them current, along with um, uh, Taco Fall and Karim Manet. Yeah, I believe we've talked about Hamidi Njai and Mokhtar Njai in the past, uh, other Senegalese players who have come before uh, Gorgi Dang, but certainly one of the most accomplished of those players, a guy who made the all rookie team uh, back in his first season in the league and a guy who's, uh, you know, still got some career left here. I mean, he's 31 right now, having uh, come over and started his career 
on the late side, his rookie season at age uh, 24. But, uh, you know, did some serious work in college as well, part of uh, that 2013 uh, championship team at Louisville. Yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, put up 10 points per game one season and had a solid season this year as well. Absolutely. Gorgie Dang, uh, yeah, st still a solid uh, NBA player right now. Uh, looking back in, in time a little bit, i got to mention uh, Junior Bridgman. Now, this guy, uh, uh, number two wearer for his entire career, uh, number eight overall pick in the uh, 75 NBA draft. Uh, yeah, what do you think about Junior Bridgman? 849 regular season games in the league. I definitely considered him for my team, actually. I mean, got up to 17.6 points per game, 13.8 points per game for his career. 2.4 assists, 3.5 rebounds, 2.3 personal fouls. And, I mean, he um he could uh, – he also played 849 regular season games. So, he definitely came into consideration for me. Absolutely. And a lot of those with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, his number two, retired by the Bucks. Uh, 711 of his regular season games with the Bucks across uh, 10 seasons. And uh, really notable for uh, his, his work off the court as well. I mean, he's uh, president of the uh, National Basketball Players Association uh, for a number of years there, from 1985 to 1988. And, uh, I mean, really notable as well, I mean, for his uh, success as a, uh, as, as a businessman. I mean, uh, back in 2016, this is according to his uh, Wikipedia page, uh, the fourth wealthiest retired athlete in the world behind uh, Michael Jordan, David Beckham, and Arnold Palmer. This guy was making, this is like post-career, Estimated uh, thirty-two million dollars a year back in uh, in twenty sixteen. That's just due to his business ventures. Wow! What did he do? He's uh, become a media executive. I mean, he's worked his way up. I mean, uh, over the years, apparently uh, was uh, you know went and learned uh, you know about the uh, Wendy's fast food franchise during his playing career during the summers. So uh, really invested his time in uh, learning the business world uh, back in that time. And uh, after retiring, invested in uh, in a whole bunch of different locations of uh, Wendy's. Uh, restaurants, over a hundred locations apparently of uh, Wendy's and uh, and Chili's, another uh, another you know, kind yeah, know. Of, uh, quick serve uh, restaurant, and um, yeah, eventually sold out in uh, in 2016, and has since uh, you know moved his investment to uh, being a publisher of uh, some magazines, uh, Ebony and, uh, and and Jet. Wow. Yeah, so a really significant guy in the uh, in the business world, in addition to a terrific NBA career, uh, known as uh, JB and the Torch, according to uh, Basketball Reference. Uh, shout out basketball reference. We, uh, we love you. I've been rocking my uh, basketball reference shirt uh, around uh, this week. Uh, really glad to uh, represent the uh, represent the brand. An invaluable resource for us to be sure. Uh, let's, let's keep talking here about, uh, about, about some of these uh, attendees of, uh, of Louisville. Let's get to uh, Felton Spencer. Now I, I remember this guy from his, uh, from his career guy who uh, suited up with the, uh, with the jazz alongside uh, the likes of our Carl Malone and John Stockton. Yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, chief, and seven foot, I mean. Big man. I mean, seven foot, 265, no doubt about it. Uh, sixth overall pick in the uh, 1990 draft out of Louisville. Uh, Kentucky guy. I mean, this guy was, you know, was born in Louisville. I mean, he, he went to college in Louisville. I mean, he didn't quite go to high school in, in uh, Louisville. More of a, a Middletown uh, Kentucky guy for high school. But, yeah. um, you, you know, I mean, <laughs> got on that all-rookie team his first year back in uh, 1991. And, uh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, kind of exemplifies uh, one of these, you know, lower skilled big men that, uh, you know, I talk about sometimes who uh, could get it done back in the uh, in the 90s. Um, in early 2000s. Yeah, in early 2000s. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not a ton to say on Felton Spencer, but a pretty solid NBA career with uh, 640 regular season games. Yeah, I mean, solid. Absolutely. 
And, uh, you know, we got to mention uh, Purvis Ellison. Now, this guy, uh, you know, the number one overall pick. Pretty nice. Wonder why I didn't. Oh, he was out of service. Yep, that's why. Yeah, no one uh, not given that nasty nickname, out of service Purvis by uh, Danny Ainge, his uh, teammate with the uh, with the Celtics. Yeah, unfortunately, it was injuries that really uh, really slowed him down and uh, didn't get him a, give him a chance to uh, really ascend to the heights that you would have hoped for, uh, having been taken number one overall. Yeah, but, I, but in his early careers, in his early career, I mean, with the Bullets, I mean. 20 points per game, 10.4 points per game, 17.4 points per game. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of good. Yeah, did get that uh, most improved player in uh, 1992, uh, the 91-92 season, and I uh, had a terrific year that year, averaging uh, 20 points per game, 11.2 rebounds across uh, 66 games, 64 of those being starts. So I uh, re- reached some, uh, some pretty solid heights there, but uh, also, uh, unfortunately, uh, his injury is robbing him from uh, from having the career that he might have otherwise. But uh, yeah, number one overall pick uh, back in the day, and he uh, he of course was a member of the NCAA championship team uh, Louisville had in the uh, 1986 season, and was the uh, most outstanding player as well. I mean, he was the you know, rare freshman to have uh, won most outstanding player and win the uh, win the championship. So uh, very impressive stuff. I don't know if you know uh, Artie Farron, Arnie Farron, excuse me, also uh, had that situation going on back in uh, 1944 with uh, Utah. Yeah, I definitely knew that. I, I thought you might. Uh, his number retired by uh, Louisville as well, of course, a really storied career there. Number 42 retired at Louisville in his honor. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take a quick break here and we'll be back in uh, just a moment? Yeah. All right, let's do that. We also got to talk about uh, Jim Price. Now, this guy was a uh, one-time All-Star who attended Louisville. Yeah, I mean, related to Mike Price's brother and, I mean, Mark Price, too. I really need to mention that off the top. But he's actually not related to Mark Price. Just uh, Yeah, he's not related to Mark Price, but is Mike Price. But, sound, I mean, similar name to Mark Price. Sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, Mark Price is even more similar. But, I'm like, I'm like, Mike Price is even more similar to Mark Price. But, yeah, um, he, uh, yeah I mean, one-time All-Star with 16.1 points per game. 5.7 assists and four rebounds. I mean, great season. And, I mean, put up 10 points per game for his career and um, about three rebounds and um, four assists. Yeah, 510 regular season games have been taken with the uh, 16th overall pick. That was the third round back in the uh, 1972 draft. Yeah, solid uh, solid career. Uh, made the all-defense de- team uh, once upon a time back in the 73-74 uh, season. So solid work out of uh, Jim Price. Uh, actually went on to uh, be the head coach of the uh, IUPUI uh, women's team uh, back in uh, back in the day as well. So uh, versatile career from uh, from Jim Price. Um, let's also mention uh, Derek Smith. Now this uh, this guy, uh, an NBA player in his own right, uh, the father of uh, Nolan Smith, who would come along uh, years later and uh, play in the NBA as well. Uh, Derek Smith, an interesting uh, claim to fame. Uh, played uh, 408 regular season games in his career across uh, about nine seasons, having been taken with the uh, 35th overall pick in the 82 draft. Credited with, uh, at least by some, with uh, popularizing the term high five for uh, you know that open hand slap that uh, people do. Very popular gesture. <laughs> there, we, we just did it right here. You can do it at home uh, yourself. Um, to your own hands, too. Yeah, pretty cool that he's uh, he's one of the people who is uh, who's uh, credited with uh, popularizing the high five. I mean, like, what a classic gesture! Yeah, I mean, and this guy, this was only like 
towards the was this in the NBA career? Uh, this was uh, at Louisville, actually. Yeah, Louisville uh, is. I mean, there's a bunch of different, uh, you know, thoughts about who uh, who's really responsible for the high five, but certainly one of them is uh, is the Louisville Cardinals. And uh, Derek Smith apparently uh, went to, you know, uh, slap or the story goes that Wiley Brown, who was uh, on this Louisville team with uh, Derek Smith, went to uh, went in for a low five. But then Smith looked him in the eye and said, nope, up high. And, <laughs> and that's uh, that's apparently how it went down. Yeah, well. Um, you got to like that. Yeah. Pie. pie. Yeah, he's like, come on, bring it up. Uh, sadly, Derek Smith uh, passing away on, uh, on a cruise ship. Uh, back in uh, 1996, uh, certainly that's very unfortunate. Only 34, and um, yeah, but I had a pretty solid NBA career. I mean, we hadn't really mentioned that, but absolutely got I to mean, some really high highs. I mean, 23.5 points per game one year. I mean, didn't really do anything else besides school. Yeah, had a couple of years there. Uh, in his age uh, 23 and 24 seasons with the Clippers, where he was averaging uh, up over 22 points per game, and as you mentioned, about uh, 23 and a half at his best. So uh, yeah, definitely some, some nice moments there for, uh, for for Derek Smith. Oh, let's also mention uh, Samaki Walker. Now this guy, I uh, remember him being taken pretty high in the uh, '96 NBA draft, uh, ninth overall, went to the Mavericks. And uh, any, any thoughts on his uh, career, which spanned uh, 10 seasons, 445 regular season games? Who is this? Samaki Walker? <laughs> Samaki Walker. Um, yeah, not really. I mean, won a title. Yeah, went on to play a number of places uh, overseas in addition to his time in the NBA. Uh, bounced around uh, Europe and Asia. He went to and, the White House. Uh, yeah, and uh, well known for uh, for having worn uh, a, uh, a white suit on draft night. Uh, pretty stylish with a uh, white oh, fedora yeah. as well. Uh, you got to like that look. And if, uh, if, if you haven't seen Samaki Walker's draft night pictures, uh, just look them up. Yeah. Really uh, easy to find, no, no problem really. Um, let's also mention uh, Francisco Garcia. Now, this guy, I remember from his, uh, his Great, days as, as, as a college baller. Yeah, I got a picture of him with the uh, Dominican uh, national team on his Wikipedia page uh, back from 2011. But uh, yeah, this guy, uh, pretty solid career with the uh, with the Kings and Rockets. Yeah, it got up to um, 12 points per game and um, pretty good, I mean, 549 regular season games in the league, and um, actually, uh, El Flaco, El Flacon, Falcon is his name. El Flaco, El Flaco, uh, that's, uh, that, that's Spanish there. Uh, yeah, uh, Francisco Garcia, yeah, 549 regular season games, definitely uh, put in some good work in the NBA after uh, uh, coming into the league as a uh, 24-year-old, so definitely on the older side, but uh, got, got some good run in, in the NBA. Uh, she also mentioned Charlie Tyra. He's one of the uh, one of the guys who uh, has his number retired by, uh, by by Louisville, number eight. I mean, great nickname, Moose. I mean, that's a good one there. But uh, I mean, twelve point eight points per game, um, and his be- at his best, I and mean, eight point nine points per game for his career. Three hundred and forty-eight regular season games played one for the Knicks and the Chicago um, uh, Packers. That's got to be the Packers. Yeah, I mean, Chicago Packers, like, who can top that? I mean, that's on a team with Walt Bellamy, Slick Slick Leonard. Leonard. I mean, that team really got the goods. Also played with uh, Louisville attendee uh, Jack Turner on that squad. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Tyra, uh, a a guy who um, uh, has a uh, legacy at Louisville, his – his son, Vince Tyra, the uh, athletic director currently at, uh, at Louisville. His son? 
Yeah, not bad. Uh, classic uh, Louisville guy, it should be said. Uh, born in Louisville, uh, went to high school in Louisville, and also went to college in Louisville. Is his son coaching on Louisville? No, his son is the athletic director, so it's kind of the guy who sits above the coaches, hires the coaches, that kind of stuff. Oh, so he's he's not going, attending. No, 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 he's uh, employed by Louisville. Yeah, okay. Quite a different matter, but that's uh, worth, so uh, like the, he's like the worth clarifying. What's that? He's the GM. Uh, yes, exactly. Same, same kind of deal. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you want to, uh, want to, want to get to a couple more players here? I mean, what do you think? Well, let's talk about, uh, Damian Lee. He's certainly uh, a oh, guy yeah. who's still relevant in the NBA right now. Actually last year he had 12.7 points per game and this year he was solid 6.5, but actually brother-in-law is Stephen Curry and Seth Curry and his father-in-law is Del Curry, so I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, talk about uh, talk about Nellen. I mean, this guy got into Steph Curry's family. Wait, what does brother-in-law mean? He's married to uh, Steph and Seth's uh, sister. Oh wow! Yeah, big time. Uh, Seidel Curry Lee, uh, the uh, the sister, and uh, recently a uh, podcast host as well. Of, Damian uh, Lee. What's that? No, not Damian Lee. Uh, Seidel Curry Lee, his uh, his wife. Uh, recently uh, uh, launched a podcast, uh, much like uh, what you're listening to right now. We're on a yeah. podcast True. right here. Uh, so Damian Lee, actually, uh, despite uh, getting a late start in his career, I mean, uh, not joining the league until uh, age 25 with the Hawks uh, back in the 2017-2018 season, has actually been a pretty solid NBA player. I mean, a real contributor with the Warriors uh, the last few years. Uh, you know, certainly not a nepotism thing where he's receiving preferential treatment because he's brother-in-law of uh, Steph Curry. I mean, this guy can really play. It's not a uh, uh, Finassis or a Costas uh, situation. Finassis is actually okay. <laughs> I mean, he's getting playoff minutes. He is getting playoff minutes right now on, on this Bucks team. I mean, who knows how far uh, that might take him. But, yeah, Damian Lee, a, a pretty solid NBA player uh, right now. Actually, did you see that um, crossover that Kyrie broke his ankle and almost hit that? Uh, on, on Thanasis, yeah. I mean, uh, Thanasis given some credit by uh, uh, yeah the commentators I saw. Uh, for uh, having gotten back into play quickly after having his ankles broken. But uh, definitely an, an embarrassing moment. But, you know, those kind of things happen. I thought it was worth mentioning uh, LeBradford Smith as well. This guy. Uh, Actually, the, uh, yeah, uh, there you go. A 1991 uh, NBA draft pick, uh, 19th overall by the Bullets. Uh, most famous for uh, having had one really big night. Oh, did he? I mean. <laughs> had uh, 37 points. Uh, and he was going against Jordan. <laughs> I mean, 37 points, I guess. I guess that's okay. I mean, Jordan, he actually had 25 in that game. Jordan, 9 for 27 from the floor in that game. Of course, we're talking about the uh, 104 to 99 victory by the uh, Bulls on uh, March 19, oh, 1993. My. But LeBradford Smith was 15 for 20 from the floor. 15 for 20, 37 points. Uh, really, really smoked uh, the Bulls in that game in a uh, losing effort, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the, the best. Yeah. The best note on his uh, Wikipedia page, I would say, uh, went on to uh, play in a number of other places overseas as well uh, after a uh, relatively brief NBA career, but did manage to get uh, get a fair number of games in the league, got up to uh, 183 regular season appearances. Yeah, true. And um, do you want to mention anybody else or? Well, one, one name I thought was pretty funny in going through this, I, I don't know how much this will resonate with you, is this guy uh, who attended Louisville named Phil Rollins. Now, there, there's a famous musician by the name of Phil Collins. So I, I found that amusing. Phil Rollins, a okay. uh, guy who, who uh, played uh, back in the day. We're talking uh, late 50s, early 60s. 
1956 NBA draft. Uh, not not especially notable beyond uh, uh, that amusing name from uh, from my perspective. Uh, let, let's see. Also wanted to uh, wanted to mention before we uh, before we leave. Uh, Terrence Williams, this uh, this guy, a one-time 55er, a guy who I, I actually had a lot of uh, hope for upon his uh, entering the league, uh, taken back in the 2009 NBA draft, 11th overall pick, just a really really athletic player. I thought uh, I thought he could you know work out some of the rough edges in his game and become a big time contributor. I mean, in some ways, this guy was uh, kind of like Jordan. He's a classic Jordan size, uh, six six, and uh, you know a terrific athlete. Yeah. Wait, how how much did Jordan weigh? Well, uh, if you're you're talking about uh, about Michael Jordan, <laughs> I mean, I mean, who else are we talking about? Um, Jordan weighed one hundred ninety-eight pounds. All right, I think that's enough talking about Jordan on this episode. We uh, we don't want to go too deep down the rabbit hole. There's obviously a lot to be said about that the whole guy. Game or two. Well, <laughs> let's not spoil our listeners. We're going to get to that Jordan uh, segment at some point in the future. The twenty-two men Jordans. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 be there before too long. I feel like it's worth mentioning uh, Jordan Wara as well. He's a current uh, player, active in the league right now. On the Bucks. Actually, on the Bucks. I mean, you know, in the league right now, still active as his uh, team progresses through the playoffs. Has actually made a couple of playoff appearances this year. Yeah, I mean, not really much to say there. Uh, inactive tonight. If you're uh, if you're listening to this, waiting for uh, updates on uh, Jordan Wara's status. Uh, for this evening's game. Uh, they have a game tonight? They had a game last night. They had a game last night, excuse me. I had a game tomorrow. Um, yeah, taken with the uh, 45th overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft, so just uh, j- just getting going in his career, but one of the uh, younger players who uh, who attended Louisville. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I think we can we can probably wrap it up there. Uh, thanks so much for uh, for listening to this episode. Uh, we will be back in another couple days with uh, with another one. Sorry, but that Jordan Moore thing, um, he was out last night. I mean, he might be back. It says the Bucks have listened Nora for Tuesday's playoff game, June 15th against the Mets. So, I mean. All right. So, check back in. Uh, we'll see if we uh, we pop back up on your feet if, uh, if there's an update there that seems, uh, you know, worth uh, popping out another episode. You never know. Uh, just yeah, watch the feed for a uh, Jordan Moore injury update episode of uh, Barnard's on the NBA coming soon. Yeah. It's definitely coming soon. All right. So, uh, yeah, th- thanks again for uh, for, for listening. Uh, please uh, feel free to reach out to us with any uh, questions or comments you might have at uh, Barnards on the NBA at gmail.com or on uh, Twitter at Barnards on NBA. Yeah. And if you're looking for any other podcasts, feel free to check out more of our episodes or check out Favorites with Ava and Matt. Bye.